Jamie Nye with you here on the Green Zone on this Tuesday afternoon. I just saw that I'm I mock wheels all the time with the chrome dome golden lids of the Vegas Golden Knights, and then the LA Kings got these silver ones. I can't, I can't make fun of wheels anymore. The Canucks now have a blue chrome helmet. Like, what are you thinking? I like the matte ones that they have for the retro jerseys. I also had to go through the uh, jersey history of the Vancouver Canucks with my daughter last night. Uh, so they were blue and green, and and then they brought in the flying V, the jersey dad wears a lot. Then they had the skate logo. Then they had the Orca with the red and the blue and the weird. I hated those ones. Then, then they shifted back, and now they're wearing old ones again. It's all very confusing over 53 years of hockey, having 17 iterations of jerseys. Uh, but I digress. Saskatchewan crowned a new curling champion uh, this weekend. Skyler Ackerman uh, won it all in Tisdale with an extra end victory over Nancy Martin in a very back-and-forth game uh, on a Sunday. And uh, Skyler joins us once again on the Green Zone. Of course, we talked going in. And Skyler, congratulations. Thank you so much. When we chatted last week, I asked what it would be like to win it all as the skip of Team Saskatchewan. Now you know what it's like. So what was that like to have that hit and that's just that little roll to the button in the extra end to win it all? <laughs> Honestly, it was all pretty pretty unbelievable. It all still feels so surreal and so fresh. I feel like our, the whole team, we've all just been riding that high all week so far, and I don't know if we'll ever come back down. <laughs> A lot of people have talked. You are a young team. Uh, what makes you mature above, uh, beyond your years uh, to win an event that has a lot of KG veterans in the field? Um, you know, I think our, our team, although we're young, we've worked really hard at this sport from a young age, and um, we all are very competitive and have that have a good drive in the game and like to succeed. So I think um, I think although we're young. I think that our competitive spirit helps us uh, helps us have success on the ice. As we talked about going in, uh, you you were the, you were the top ranked Saskatchewan team in the uh, curling rankings uh, right now, uh, but I, I need to know more about the final um, and how you how, just the mental focus elite athletes need. You give up the steal of three and eight, you go from a lead to down eight six. And, you know, down two with two ends left is pretty precarious. Uh, what is anything set after the eighth end, or have you been there, done that, and the confidence just takes you through? Uh, it was less than ideal, for sure, to give up that steal three in the eighth end. Um, but our team, we really pride ourselves in being a really gritty team. And I think after that eighth end, we just we had a long chat between ends, and we just said, you know what? It's not the end of the world. We've got hammer back. We're only down two. There's two ends left. If we get a point and end, we'll go to extra. Especially if we can get two back here now, like it would it would be ideal. And uh, we were lucky the way the end planned out. The way the end panned out that we got uh, we got three in the ninth, and then we're able to force in ten, and then had the hammer in the extra, which was which was really ideal for sure. Uh, the uh, addition of uh, Ashley Tivano to the the team, she made a couple of clutch shots. Um, uh, speak to you, you, speak to the entire team, but uh, your third coming through with some big big shots down the stretch, and especially nine, ten, and eleven. 
Yeah, uh, the whole team. But yeah, Ashley really made some really key shots, especially there in 10 to set us up for the for the force there. Um, the whole team, we really just, especially after that eighth end, we really just kind of dug deep and just took it one shot at a time, tried not to think about the outcome of the whole game, but just making one shot at a time and take any opportunities we got in that, in that end of that game there. What did you think of the format? Uh, a little, a little bit different over the years, uh, not a traditional like draw layout or anything like that, but, uh, two sides, uh, top teams move on. Uh, what did you think of the format for the provincial Scotties? Yeah, it was definitely different. I haven't played in a in a pool event in a while. A lot of the SCTs are pools, but it's different kind of at that provincial level with more games. Um, you don't get as much wiggle room. Um, you have to have you have to stay really consistent all week, especially if you get down early and have a couple losses early. You really got to come back. Um, so, but I, I like the format because it's. It's more familiar for what we're going to have going into the Scotties in Calgary, which is also cool. So it'll give us a little bit of familiarity moving into Calgary as well. Skylar Ackerman uh, joining us here on the Green Zone. Provincial Women's Champion over the weekend with an extra ends win over uh, Nancy Martin. And have you have you announced Amber as your alternate already for the Scotties? Uh, we haven't done any media or anything, but yeah, Amber is going to be joining us at the, at the Scotties in Calgary. How important is it to have... Uh, someone with the experience and, of course, a championship uh, join you uh, for uh, helping along the way with some advice from uh, one of the veterans uh, who's won it all before. It's going to be really amazing having Amber along with us. She has so much experience, especially at that national level. Um, She's been to the Scotties multiple times, and she knows what it takes to get there, and I think think she's going to be a really key asset to have with us in Calgary and set us up to have more success there. You were the alternate last year. What, what did you learn? What's your takeaway uh, from what this week's going to be like? I was really fortunate enough to go with Team Silvernagel last year as as the alternate, and I think it, it is really important that I was there. I think we just have better expectations going into the event of what to expect, especially with all the off-ice things that are going to go on, and hopefully that'll give us a a bit of an advantage moving into the event rather than if none of us had been there before, hopefully we'll be able to settle in a little bit earlier. Does team silver or does, does team Ackerman have a, uh, have a power pose ready and planned uh, for the TSN shots? <laughs> Not yet, but uh, we have, we like to have a lot of fun. So I'm sure we'll come up with something good. <laughs> uh, you, you go into your first uh, Scotty's as a skip, uh, got a little experience there last year, but you know, uh, Carrie Anderson, uh, has already been there. Rachel Holman's already get out of Ontario. Jennifer Jones uh, coming out of uh, Manitoba. How difficult will that be to be your first time at that stage with the introductions and the pipes and the intros and the crowds and the Saskatchewan color uh, on your back? Uh, how will you handle that? Or can you handle it until you get there? It's, it's honestly just an absolute honor to represent the province and to play at that same caliber as all those other names that you just, just listed off there. And we're honestly just so excited to go there and enjoy the experience. We're just going to try to take things one shot at a time, not get too worried about who we're up against or the kind of experience that they have, but, but just focus on ourselves and what we do best. You have gotten to know a little bit more about these teams. What are you learning about? Uh, playing at this elite stage, uh, it takes it takes a lot to get 
to get to the level that those teams that we're going to be playing against are at. Um, and uh, you really got to capitalize on any opportunities you get, which which won't be many. So we'll just have to stay at the top of our game for sure and just stay consistent all week, I think, is really important too. Uh, one thing where we, we go down the road in, of course, professional sports and high-caliber uh, high sports is more the the psychology aspect, not just the physical preparation, but what does uh, Team Ackerman do on that side of things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a sport uh, mental trainer that we work with. Um, she's amazing. She's the best. Uh, her name's Danielle, and she she really gets our team. We have a lot of fun with her, and she's helped us immensely with from right from the get-go from this summer when we started planning our season, um, just better at managing and handling our emotions and uh, staying confident and positive self-talk and just being mindful and trying to stay present and in the moment. And I think, yeah, she was a big key asset for for how we were able to stay in the moment throughout uh, provincials and hopefully moving forward into Calgary as well. Was that a big changeover from last year, getting that experience last year, how to handle some of the pressure situations this year, making the playoffs last year and now winning it all this year? Yeah, I think definitely making playoffs last year and being in that same situation again this year helped us to just feel more comfortable um, being there and knowing that we deserve to be there for sure. Well, Skyler, congratulations. I know uh, you and your team will represent Saskatchewan well uh, coming up in uh, Calgary starting February 16th. Best of luck, and uh, we'll uh, try to catch up before and uh, during the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Skylar Ackerman, the new provincial champion of women's curling after an extra ends win over Nancy Martin in, that was, that was intense. Uh, giving up a steal of three, all of a sudden, instead of up six, five, you're down eight to six, score two and nine, uh, force or score three and nine, force the one to go to extras and just that, just little hit. There it is. The champions and they will go to. Uh, Calgary for the Scotties uh, Tournament of Hearts. Uh, coming up uh, next week, uh, next Thursday, I'll be at the Nutana Curling Club uh, for the Provincial Men's uh, Tankard uh, for one day. We'll be live from there on Thursday. Stop in, say hi, watch some uh, great men's curling in Saskatchewan. Then I'll slide over uh, to do the live show before the Kinsman Dinner with Jose Bautista in town, Buck Martinez, uh, Jamie Campbell, and of course... The Briar coming up here in Regina, and you'll know the Green Zone will be there uh, to bring you updates live for the National Men's Championship. And we know Saskatchewan's always going to throw a great curling party, as we always do with these national championships. But best of luck to Skylar Ackerman. Her team, the Scotties Tournament of Hearts again, begins February 16th at Canada Olympic Park in Calgary. Coming up here on the Green Zone, we'll check in with the Saskatchewan Rush. But next, Mason Fine is back with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They signed him to a two-year deal. What do you think about bringing Mason Fine back as the potential backup quarterback on a two-year deal to Trevor Harris? one 332 8255 This is the Green Zone on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. This just in from the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Three new inductees as the votes have been tabulated and those who got the 75% or more support to go in. The Todd Helton, Joe Maurer, and um, 
Adrian Beltre was he was going in. He was ninety nine percent like first ballot Hall of Famer. He's in. Gary Sheffield uh, finished like sixty five percent. He's one of the other guys. Great career, over five hundred home runs, but he used the steroid cream and admitted to the pills. And we know that's not going to. If you didn't get Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame, it's not getting Gary Sheffield in the Hall of Fame. And Jose Bautista, Toronto Blue Jay, did not get the five percent. Uh, to stay on the ballot in his first year of eligibility. So he will be off the ballot now. Any chance will be the Veterans Committee and all the other stuff. But other news today, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders signed Mason Fine to a two-year deal. Trevor Harris, you want a veteran backup quarterback behind Trevor Harris. He got injured last year. What's going to happen? I know they have Antonio Pipkin, but he's more of the short yardage guy. So you have to go with who was left. Nick Arbuckle, pass. Kai Loxley, pass. Matthew Schiltz. He just, he looks good and then he doesn't. It's erratic. Of course, Drew Brown, uh, Farhan Lulz, is reporting he's signing a two-year deal with the Ottawa Red Blacks, Dakota Prukop. Uh, Mason Fine, Jake Dolagala. Those, that's it. And the Riders signed Mason Fine to a two-year contract extension. So when you look at who was out there, and when Mark Mueller, the offensive coordinator, the offensive staff, along with Corey May, sat down, they w- did their own evaluation of what the Riders had in-house. And they watched the film, and they saw something in Mason Fine that tells them, hey, with us, we think we can get more out of him than what you've gotten out of him already in Saskatchewan. I'll tell you, he, he, he's a tough, you know what? We've seen him get smoked, hit, got up, ran, run for first downs. He's got a little mix of everything. We just haven't seen it blossom yet in Saskatchewan. So, yes, we're, we're a little skeptical on Mason Fine, but the new coaching regime has given. Jeremy O'Day, the thumbs up to bring him back in Saskatchewan. What do you think? One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Jamie and I with you here on a uh, Tuesday afternoon as we uh, continue on getting ready for uh, the nine games in the NHL tonight. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, looking to uh, stretch their win streak. Uh, to 14. A couple of headlines going on in the NBA. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks have fired their head coach. Doing all right this season, but they feel uh, they can improve. And uh, former Raptor Kyle Lowry on the move. The Miami Heat traded the first round or first round pick and Kyle Lowry to the Charlotte Hornets uh, for Terry Rozier uh, today as uh, they look to get a little younger. Uh, then uh, Kyle Lowry for the uh, Miami Heat. And Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers, a Canadian a forward, that will sit out 25 games for violating the NBA's anti-drug policy, as some of the NBA stories uh, of the day today. And by the way, if you're going to Winnipeg for the Banjo Bowl, you will no longer be going to IG Field. They're changing the name. They've got a new sponsor, and it is a a Winnipeg company, Princess Auto. 
has bought the naming rights uh, to the home of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Princess Auto Stadium is the new name and home of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It is a 10-year agreement with Princess Auto. But there is some news today out of the Saskatchewan rush. It's a change behind the bench. He's coming down from the press box, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Derek Keenan, the general manager, announced today they have relieved offensive coach Bruce Alexander of his coaching duties. And Derek Keenan will join head coach Jimmy Quinlan behind the bench. They're titled co-head coaches now of the uh, Saskatchewan rush, Derek Keenan and Jimmy Quinlan. Uh, Jeremy Televi is staying on as defensive coordinator, and Evan Kirk will take on more of an active role as uh, the goaltender coach uh, for the uh, Saskatchewan Rush. Was able to chat with uh, Derek Keenan about the move, and I imagine a difficult one uh, knowing and after you handed the reins over recently to Jimmy and Bruce and uh, Jeremy to make this decision to come back down from the press box. Mm-hmm. Very, very difficult. Um, you know, given that, um, you know, I, I hired Bruce Alexander. Uh, you know, obviously Jimmy and I together, but it ultimately comes down to my decisions. And um, I just think that, like I said, I, I really see a really fine young group that we have. Um, we only have three guys left from our last championship. That's it. And that was the plan going into last off season. I think we pretty much accomplished everything that we possibly could in terms of improving our team. And now I've just seen too many things from the get go that I haven't liked in terms of the offensive end and overall game management. And I feel like I can have a better hands-on approach if I'm there and, and I'm fully committed to helping these, this young group get better and start winning some games. And there's not much I can do sitting in the press box. Um, I saw it again on the weekend. It, it got to a point where um, I think I can really help. Um, and if I'm going to really help, I really have to be involved. I can't just be from afar or even, you know, go down and run the offense, which I think Jimmy's really, really capable of. Um, but I think there were some things because he was doing a little bit too much that was taking away from game management and kind of overall um, preparation. So um, hopefully I can help and uh, get this thing turned around. Derek Keenan joining us, general manager, and uh, now uh, co-head coach alongside Jimmy Quinlan of the Saskatchewan Rush. Of course, you give up uh, six in the fourth, uh, and you're one and four on the season. Uh, Is this an indictment on Jimmy as well as Bruce? Uh, I don't really think so. No, I, I, you know, and trust me, everybody's asking that same question. I really honestly believe that Jimmy Quinlan's the right guy for this team. I do. Um, the difference between now and two years ago when we went through something similar is I could see things early two years ago that I, I let kind of go and hoped we got better and hoped we, this year, I just wasn't going to do that. I, I, I just see so much potential here, and we're, we're five games in, and we're still in it. So I just felt that I owe it to everybody that if I feel personally that I can help the cause as a coach now, then I'm going to do that. So, um, 
you know, I, I think I still have a lot to give there, even given my advanced age. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I can help the team. Derek, when you when you look at uh, how this is going to work, will you take over more of, as you say, the, the tactics, the head coaching decisions, and Jimmy's running offense? How is this going to work behind the bench? Yeah, I mean, I, I really want Jimmy to focus on the offense and have those guys prepared, like on a shift to shift basis, which is kind of what we were lacking a little bit. Um, we want to be better out of timeouts, which we weren't very good, especially on the offensive end. Um, like, it's always been a strength of mine, I think, as a coach to um, recognize things quickly and adjust quickly and talk with the assistant coaches, and in this case with Jimmy, a co-head coach, and make those adjustments. So um, he will focus on the front, but he's I'm going to be clear about this, though, too. And Jimmy's aware of this, and as is our team. Jimmy's still, you know, he's the guy that's going to address our team pre- and post-game He's because he's very, very good at that. He's, he's the guy that's going to have him fired up because he's got a ton of energy. And, uh, you know, so that's not going to change. It's just more the game management things I'm going to be pretty heavily involved in and, and, and in our preparation and uh, um, the little things that, you know what, like we, honestly, aside from the, the opener down in Halifax, the beginning of the season, the very first game, we've actually played really well. And we've played, I think, in most cases, well enough to win three of those games. <laughs> And we didn't win them. And like I said, close isn't good enough. We just need to get over that hump and figure out how to, you know, stem the tide when it, like, would happen on the weekend. And it's happened a few times now. So um, I'll be there to help with that. Well, when you looked at all the moves you, you made this offseason, as you said, only three remaining left from the championship team a few years ago. Um, how shocked are you that it's a one in four start for the rush this year? I am pretty surprised, actually. I know that it's a it's a it's a tough league now. It's a lot different league than it was six years ago. We had nine teams. You know, it really is, and that's that's another reason that I think I need to get more involved because the preparation is more. Um, the the talent is spread out more. Every team, like I think, there's incredible parity. Um, you know, I, I just think that on any given week. It's cliche, but it's true now in our league. If you take a look around, some of the things that happen on weekends, you know, this past weekend, Buffalo lost again. You don't expect that. You know, do you expect Albany to start six and one? Probably not, but it's a different league because of expansion and the spreading out, the disbursement of talent. Um, so for me, like, I, I think we should be better than our record. I really do. And, and, and sometimes it just comes down to very minute things, um, that we can be better at. And I think on the bench is one of them. Derek Keenan joining us, general manager now, uh, co-head coach, alongside Jimmy Quinlan of the Saskatchewan Rush after a 1-4 and four start. Uh, relieve Bruce Alexander of the coaching duties. Um, of course, this is a, an organization. They come into Saskatchewan, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of wins early. Um, what's mm-hmm. the message to the fan base uh, today who uh, haven't, gone through uh, this before uh, in Saskatchewan after the early success? Yeah, well, I think the message is exactly what, what I've done here. We have to do something here. I think we owe it to the fans. I really do. I, uh, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't sit back with good conscience and let it slide again. And I, I felt that I can, I can be a benefit, and I want to help our young group. Um, I think we have tremendous leadership. 
we just need to get over that hump and figure out how to start winning games. And guys, you know what? Like we've got a we got a heck of a, a young core now, and these guys compete hard. But it, sometimes you can kind of just see it. Like you know what? They're tired of losing, and we got we got to turn that around. We have to turn that sort of. Um, you know, these are the games that when we were in our heyday, we always won. Like we just always did. We always got over the hump. We always figured out a way. And uh, um, that was when I was, of course, more involved. And I feel like we can get back there. Have you met with the uh, leadership? Well, I know you met with Jimmy, of course. But uh, what do you try to tell the players on the impact of Derek Keenan walking back into the room again? We have. We've had conversations with pretty well everybody and. The funny, you know, the veteran guys, and there's only three or four of them, they're pretty excited. Um, you know, one of them being my son, whom I I kind of said, look, like, I, I, you, you can't seem to get away from me. I've been coaching since you were three years old. He's like, I'm pumped. So when, when he said that, I was like, you know, that was pretty good. And then Robert Church and, and a couple other guys. And then even the younger guys, you know, they're, they're uh, they're excited about it, so that's good to hear, you know. Um, but we we got a job to do here, and we're going to put our nose to the grindstone. We're going to get after it starting uh, a week this Saturday. Yeah, have, uh, how much is uh, having a little runway here? You don't play right away this weekend. You have a kind of a it's week actually off. Actually, good. You know, I can't stand all the buys we've had. It's been another issue again this year with our team. Like, you know, there's not much we could do about the cancel game in Philadelphia. We did everything we could to try and play. Um, you can't get guys there. You can't get guys there. But as it turned out on Saturday, we're three weeks between games. But in this circumstance, it's a good thing because it gives myself some runway to prepare and, and lots of meetings. We already had one last night with Jimmy and Jeremy. So um, we'll do some individual meetings with players and, and we'll, we'll, we'll be ready to go. Uh, it gives us. It gives us more time, which is a good thing in this case. Uh, coming up, uh, they're at home to Panther City February the 3rd in uh, Saskatoon. It's the next time up. It's been a struggle, 1-4 and four start. But as a few people have texted in, this team's close to being 3-2, and 4-1 and one, uh, with uh, some letdowns late in games, especially the last one, giving up 6 and scoring 0 in the 4th uh, in that loss to drop them to 1-4. and four. So a change for the Saskatchewan Rush. And we know this, Derek Keenan knows how to win as a head coach in the National Lacrosse League. Champs and Chumps next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You two are winners, big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on, you're smashing. You tried your best and you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. Ah, you're a bad person. Each and every day, one champ and one chump. The chump, nothing significant. I'm sure there are many chumps out there, but the chump today are the Vancouver Canucks. How am I to make fun of wheels in the chrome domes of the Vegas Golden Knights when now the Canucks have their own chrome blue helmets? What are you doing? The matte finish on the black lids are fantastic. Chrome, no. I know the Golden Knights did it. The Kings are doing it. Let's not all be followers. But no, here we are. The Vancouver Canucks are going Chrome Domes to Chumps. The Champs, Bills Mafia, and many others 
Tyler Bass missed a 44-yard field goal to try to send the game to overtime against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, if you didn't know, he missed and missed badly. Then he started getting the typical social media garbage. He actually shut down his social media. It was getting so bad. But as Bill Mafia does, or they they support when need be. And it was 10 Lives Club who posted, we stand with Tyler Bass, don't bully our friend, we just heard the terrible news, he's receiving threats after yesterday's game, our phone's ringing off the hook from people who want to donate $22 to 10 Lives Club in Tyler's name. They have raised over $100,000 for this animal shelter. So there you have it. There's your champ. All those who make good from something very bad, which is, again, social media harassment.